not gonna make it, are we? People, I mean. It's in your nature to destroy yourselves. Yeah. Major drag, huh? Howdy, folks. James Malcontent Byrne back with you here on Leave the Swamp, the Secession Podcast. Really appreciate you joining us and joining the cause for a peaceful and friendly separation. That's what we talk about here on Leave the Swamp. I don't know if uh, you remember or what uh, that clip is from that was we just played here. But uh, give me a second to think about it. Oh, yeah, Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Great movie. One from uh, my childhood. Uh, really, the Terminator movies, the first two. The third one was pretty good, too, uh, I thought. A lot of people don't like it. Uh, people, a lot of pe- Most people, I guess, say, you know, the first two Terminators are the Terminators. Are the, but I really appreciated the third one where it kind of showed the how the war started and whatnot. So that was that was a neat aspect to that one. But anyway, uh, in this one, uh, you know, they're sitting there in the, the desert of Mexico and they're talking about Judgment Day and whatnot. And uh, the Terminator, John Connor, asked the Terminator, you know, we're not going to make it. And as you heard, Terminator said, it's in your nature to destroy yourself. Well, the reason why I played that clip is because... I was thinking about, you know, what, what did I want to talk about today? And, and, and I knew I wanted to talk about uh, a situation, essentially what comes down to uh, the basis of our, any civilized society. Any prosperous society and civilized society needs this, this particular thing. It uh, needs it typically in abundance so that it can grow and stay prosperous. Uh, but in, not just in abundance, but it needs it relatively cheap, you know, cheap enough to where people can afford this thing. And I was thinking about current events and kind of the trajectory that uh, this country is going on, really the world, but, I, you know, I'm talking about it from the perspective of this country, is, I mean, I couldn't get out of my mind that truly what's happening is what's playing out right now in front of my eyes, our eyes, your eyes, is humans don't you know uh, following their nature, I guess, per the Terminator, and we're destroying ourselves. So, what was that kind of subject I wanted to talk about in this episode today? Well, that's energy. What is the whole big? If if any of you, if you're listening to this, then you probably are paying attention a lot to what's going on with, you know, this whole idea of uh, so-called climate change, you know, and it, truly what it is is the myth of human-created climate change uh, in this, how it's so dominated uh, so, many, so many aspects of our life and how it's just taken for granted now when someone says, you know, or, or when the news, you know, they say they talk about a drought in a certain area well, it's climate-induced drought, or there happens to be a tornado somewhere. It's like all of a sudden, oh, there's more and more, you know, strong tornadoes, which is BS. Uh, you know, any anyone who takes a little time to look at statistics can see that tornadoes and hurricanes are not getting any stronger. In fact, they're waning. Uh, but, you know, all we see, all humans tend to see is what what's in front of their eyes, 
and they can be immediately alarmed with that particular thing and scared and whatnot. And, and that's that kind of the job of, you know, news. They want people to be scared and alarmed. And that plays into the hands of nefarious politicians and powerful people that want to control our lives because if people are scared, then what do, what do we typically do as humans? We run to, you know, our leaders or our master or, you know, our parents, you know, the, our authority figures to help us or save us, you know, from the boogeyman du jour. And I would argue right now the biggest boogeyman, false danger that exists out there right now that will come at the current pace it will end up coming to dominate in an extremely negative way all of our lives and that is the myth of human created climate change it is a myth it has not don't let anyone tell you that it's been proven that humans burning fossil fuels or living the lives the way we want to live them you know it, it is in any way causing the planet the climate of the planet to change in a negative way. Uh, it's quite unbelievable that people would believe this in the current day and age, but they do, and it's it is drilled into folks' minds because of the amount of power that it gives to the people who would benefit the most from convincing people that this stuff exists. Uh, it's just uh, before. The whole uh, COVID situation happened. The and the, the really the government reaction to it and the people's reaction to it, where you know people we all basically collectively lost our minds under this thing, and I, I was just so amazed at how quickly we all bend over and uh, you know take whatever was ho- foisted upon us without thinking critically about it or looking into it ourselves. And quickly coming to the realization in 2020, which people knew within a couple months, I mean, by the summer in 2020, that the whole virus thing was not that dangerous. Okay, but the job was done. Humanity had collectively lost its mind. And there was just kind of no going back from there. No matter what, no matter what, uh, you said to someone they'd made up their mind that it's the bubonic plague or worse, and the government tells us we have to hide in our holes and we can't do anything. You know, we have to wear a face diaper uh, to prevent, I guess, infecting other people or being infected and everything. I mean, it just ama- it, it, it's absolutely amazing to me how powerful fear like that can take over. Uh, people and it's typically collectively you know it's 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 a mental it's a mind virus that you know spreads quickly throughout a community and it just takes totally takes over I mean it's still it's still here I, mean, I was at the grocery store this morning buying some dog food and amongst other things and I still saw several people uh, still wearing the face diaper which is absolutely amazing to me and these people weren't even, uh, you know, ha- didn't even look like they had any comorbidities, if you will. They look, fr- they look fairly healthy, you know, and young. Which, if that's the case, then they're at statistically almost zero risk from <laughs> from from the COVIDs hurting them. But 
Uh, you know, granted, they may have something underlying that I didn't know, and you know, they're just being cautious or whatever, or they may feel like they have a, a, a contagious cold or something, so they're being courteous to wear the mask. But I mean, nowadays, you just automatically assume that that person's probably an idiot, and they haven't taken the time. The, the literally five minutes out of their lives to look into the matter and realize that masks, face coverings do nothing. If even if it was, even if you are wearing them to protect yourself against a virus, which is significantly smaller than the weaves and those face masks or uh, you know like any kind of ma- you know home mask or whatever that you wear, but that's just intellectual laziness on people like that that still wear them. I mean it, and I. Quite frankly, in a way, it, it it annoys the hell out of me. And my wife has said, "Why does it bother you so much?" I say, "It just it just does." But it, in another way, it bothers me because I can identify these people and look at them, and in a way, you're able to they're able to self-identify as your enemy because those are probably the same people that still believe all the propaganda about the stuff. Probably were are still miffed that let's say here in this great state of Texas that you know. Although we weren't the first, which we should have been, but we, you know, followed on the heels of great states like Florida and whatnot and got rid of these requirements and all this stupid BS around all this stuff. They probably were wringing their hands and we're all going to die. Oh my goodness. Da, 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 and what happened? Nothing. But they're still going around. Probably they're quadruple, 10 times jabbed with the experimental gene therapy uh, shots and all that stuff. And, you know, think just thinking the rest of us are idiots. I don't know. I don't know what they're thinking, quite frankly. But anyway, I'll get off the rant of uh, on, the, on the COVID. But my point is, humans, we can co- together quickly uh, decide without even talking to each other necessarily about it, directly about it, to destroy ourselves, to ruin good things that we've, that we create and uh, you know, take them for granted and then allow stupid ideas to get into our head, which then over time allows us to destroy these great things. So I want to jump back to my thoughts on energy and why I say it's so important. And then I'm t- I'm, I want to tie this into this whole idea of uh, peaceful and friendly separation, you know, this idea of secession, uh, especially here in Texas. Because, look, uh, ruin the conclusion uh, here, but everyone knows. I mean, you know, the federal government has massive power, or has taken, has usurped massive power over this entire country, over all the states, when it comes to energy policy, environmental policy, these type of things. None of which, quite frankly, are constitutional or legal. All you got to do is pull up the Constitution, and I guarantee you won't find anything in there talking about the federal government, the states granting the federal government power to regulate energy policy or environmental policy. It's not in there. I don't care what anyone says. You can quote any Supreme Court decision you want. They're wrong. The General Welfare Clause does not give the federal government any power to do anything around these areas. Or many more that they do. But let me jump back a little bit. Energy. Our modern society, as you know, as you, you probably you may not even really think about it, but 
think about it while I talk through this. Everything we have, everything we do in our, in our modern society, every day in our lives, we use energy in some form or fashion. Uh, you know, the obvious ones, right? Driving your car, we use refined oil products. Your car is created from oil products, the plastics and things like that. The metal in your car is created from, you know, coal, coking coal for steel, things like this. Aluminum, you know, is extracted. Uh, how does how is that done? Well, it's used. Fossil fuels are used to power the the vehicles and the machines that create all that stuff. Uh, there's nothing you do in life at this point unless you live in a tent out in the middle of nowhere. Even then, you're probably wearing some form of clothes that are some sort somehow petroleum based or were created using some sort of petroleum based probably energy source or coal based energy source. Uh, there's even if you are out there, uh, I would hazard to guess that you probably have a an iPhone or something. Well, what's the deal with an iPhone? I mean, think about all the fossil fuels that are used to extract all the minerals and the the thing the raw raw materials that go into that thing. You know, yeah, there's nothing. There's no way we can get around uh, utilizing and taking advantage of. Uh, the abundant cheap energy we have right now. Now, what's going on? Well, going back to the, all this stuff around this climate change BS. Well, you know, it's scaring everybody to think that, oh, they're the problem. They're the reason why this planet supposedly is warming, which it's not. Uh, you know, and it, Or it's going to warm. See, they always have these, they create these models where they plug in all these little data points and stuff. And they have all these variables that are created by the model, model creator. And lo and behold, what pops out is a much higher like temperature in 50 years from now or 200 years from now. You know, and that all of a sudden is relied upon as if it's gospel to say, Oh my God, the world, the sky's falling. All this is happening. And they jump to the conclusion that it's all happening because of the burning of fossil fuels because it's somehow this carbon is such a bad thing. You know, carbon dioxide thrown into the air is such a terrible thing. Of course, they fail to mention that, oh, what uses, car what uses carbon dioxide to live? Oh, yeah, plants. You know, and when you look at actual historical geological records, these same people even admit that back when the planet had significantly more carbon dioxide in the air, plants were significantly more plentiful. So it just is a interesting, weird, bullshit thing that somehow is getting through and has taken a grip, a massive, like, uh, you know, dump on our brains where everyone is starting to believe all this crap. You know, it's, dr it's drilled into our, into our minds, but it's total bullshit. Well, anyway, going back. So everything we do in life is utilizes some form of energy, okay? Well, now the whole, all this climate change talk and all this stuff, you know, they're saying we got to go to wind, we got to go to solar, everything needs to be, we got to go to electric, you know, we got to power all this stuff off of wind and solar and, and whatnot, you know. Well, 
what is that saying? That's saying, you know, at the same time they're demonizing, you know, all the, the really the abundant high density uh, energy sources such as oil or coal, you know, th things of this nature. And uh, hold on, someone is at my door, so let me pause just one second. All right. Well, that was the <clears throat> fertilizer, folks. So I'm going to try to take care of the lawn this morning. Where was I? <clears throat> so I was talking about, uh, you know, the importance of energy. And let me tell you, <clears throat> what it's, I would argue one of the most important things, and I know I totally broke my train of thought where I was going with that before that interruption, but... I'll just keep moving on as this is kind of a stream of conscious thing <clears throat> for a, a sovereign state. The most important thing is for it to control, you know, its energy source. If it doesn't have energy, at least be, uh, you know, at least be cordial and kind with the folks that are selling you the energy. Uh, Cause that is the basis of your whole economy. That's the basis of keeping your people happy and comfortable and, uh, prosperous. So what we're dealing with now are these, these globalists, these folks that are trying to force out, scare us in order to agreeing to us, to allow them to force onto us kind of truly the path, uh, this whole agenda of really us agreeing to put ourselves into poverty. Why would that happen? Well, in order for prosperity to occur, you have to have cheap, plentiful energy. And what's gotten us to this point and what we still have is abundant, uh, you know, uh, hydrocarbon-based uh, energy, coal-based energy that we can still tap into and use. We can't immediate. We can't quickly transition to uh, areas where technology is just not advanced enough in order to supply the the needs we have, namely solar and wind and things of this nature. Uh, if it if that were to happen, then all of us would be forced to curb or cut back on the amount of energy that we use, and that's what we're starting to see now with all of these uh, blackouts and brownouts here everywhere across the country, uh, all this talk about, well, we gotta, we gotta, you know, we might force people to turn up their thermostat in the, in the, in the summer or turn it down in the winter, you know, wear a coat in the winter in your house or open some windows to get the breeze in on your house to cool you down in the summer, you know, cause it, can't afford to have everyone living in 72 degree nice temperature winter and summer and within their house because we don't have enough energy well why do we not have enough or you know why don't we have enough electricity to provide the people to do that well because our electricity plants are not able to produce enough electricity why is that well we can't burn fossil fuels anymore so we have to switch over to wind and solar well why aren't wind and solar providing the the uh the fuel in order to to create the electricity that we need. Oh, well, because the wind doesn't always blow. And as people learned here in Texas, 
windmills don't blow when they're frozen. So that electricity is not generated to, to, to help allow people to have their lights on and heat their homes. And then you have solar. The problem with solar is, at least right now, is the sun doesn't shine at night and batteries are not efficient enough to store the amount of energy that we need in order to supply the baseload requirements of power that houses would need during the day or during the during the night so uh to, you know to keep them warm in the winter and cool in the summer now don't get me wrong i believe solar is probably the ultimate direct solar power i should say is probably the ultimate power ultimate power that we will eventually get to but we're just not there yet now i would argue and if you really think about it petroleum oil uh you know, coal and whatnot is solar power. It's stored solar power in a fuel, uh, in, a, in a fuel source that we can efficiently uh, recover the energy from right now because we do have the uh, the power to do that. Why do I say it's stored solar power? Well, you know, if I want to be cheeky, if you will, you go all the way back. Everything that exists on this planet, you, me, the planet, plants, whatever else. We're all from a star. We all originated from a star. So we are all solar power ourselves. We're all batteries for solar power ourselves. But just take it the next step. If that's the case, then uh, hydrocarbons, petroleum, etc. are all highly concentrated solar batteries, essentially. Where... When we burn them, which essentially we're, we're running off that solar ba- battery and creating all the beautiful energy that we possibly need. I mean, who are we as humans to reject the massive gift that God, if you will, whoever your God is, handed down to us in the form of these these in, in the form of these uh, extractable solar battery products? like petroleum, to basically reject that gift and set us on this crash course to self-destruction, as the Terminator says, taking us back in uh, uh, human development time timelines, uh, not giving us... Uh, uh, we're putting ourselves in a position of not being able to provide the energy needed for to run our economy to run the things we need in order to maintain the lifestyle we have. So if we continue down this path that's being forced upon us, and yes, it is being forced upon us, the state here is screwing up for sure, but the federal government is most definitely forcing this stuff upon us through all its myriad and idiotic regulations and things that prevent uh, sovereign, you know, municipalities and states from doing what it needs to do to provide its citizens energy. You know, they can't get it done because of uh, laws and regulations, unconstitutional, I might remind you, uh, that prevent the states from doing this stuff. You know, there, I can't remember, I'd have to look this up, but I thought I read somewhere where there has not been allowed a new... Uh, nuclear power plant to be built in this country in decades 
okay? That is the most ridiculous bullshit that's ever existed. I mean, for us to even allow that as as citizens, I mean, we should be absolutely ashamed of ourselves. Why? Well, let's just assume, for the sake of argument, that there is some component of the things we're doing to run our impressive and awesome lifestyle and economy. Uh, I think everyone would agree that it's awesome. It, you know, maybe it is adding a little tiny bit to, you know, harming the environment or some shit like that. Okay. Well, if that's the case, then why is nuclear not 100% embraced with both arms immediately or hasn't been? Why hasn't it been? Objectively, nuclear energy, nuclear power is the cleanest form of power that exists on this planet. The cleanest form of baseload power that exists on this planet. So why are we not utilizing that? Well, because of all this fear and fear-mongering of the boogeyman of, oh, what happens if a nuclear power plant melts down or whatever. But if you look at it on a per capita basis... Even with, you know, the big ones that are on your mind, like Three Mile Island or Chernobyl and blah, 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 it's still by far the safest form of baseload energy that's ever existed, that humans have ever, you know, uh, not created, but have uh, discovered, you know, yet we're not doing anything about it. Could Texas build more nuclear power plants? Or should Texas? Absolutely. Texas right now should be building. I mean, I don't. I'd, I'd like to look at an actual study, but there should be five to ten nuclear power plants being more existing now. So they should be under at least under started and under construction right now in this state to help support the baseload power that's required here to fuel this economy, fuel the power that's needed. Especially with all these new people moving here, we're gonna need the, the additional power. Well, uh, will Texas be allowed to uh, to permit those things with any kind? It would will be allowed to permit them one, but two. Even if they were, would it be allowed to do that in any kind of reasonable time frame? I mean, think about it. Will the federal government allow that to happen? No, of course it won't. It's not even it hadn't even allowed new refineries to be built anywhere in this country to refine the beautiful petroleum that we extract out of the ground to fuel our power plants and to fuel our cars, to fuel our factories and all, and you know, they're not even allowing that. Why is that? Well, I would argue the main, the main preventative uh, force for any of that stuff is the federal government itself. Do we as Texans continue to want to sit here and be at the whim of the federal government controlling our future, controlling our energy usage, controlling how warm or cold we make our house solely because of this myth of climate change and for this green, ridiculous green agenda coming out of the federal government. I, for one, don't. I'm tired of it. Now, we can have I, what I would want is if the people of the state said, you know, we need we don't want federal government to sell this stuff, but we still want to do some sort of something, you know. So we don't want to completely 
go all the way. Fine, whatever. I'd rather have that argument in Austin amongst uh, the 30 million of my fellow Texans that live here that would that live here and who would either suffer the consequences of this decision or benefit from the consequences of this decision than having to argue with people from 49 other states that don't don't live here and would not it wouldn't affect them you know it's not their it's not their business what Texas does to for its own energy security Federal government should have no say over what Texas does over its energy security. If I were governor, God forbid, what I would do is I would, day one of being sworn in as governor, I would issue a proclamation nullifying all federal energy regulations in this state. And I would immediately set off to work to approve permits for however many new nuclear power stations we would need to supply at least 50% of the state's base load power. I would immediately work to permit the uh, revamping of our power grid here to ensure that what happened, you know, when everything froze and people died because the solar power solar panels were covered in snow and the wind and the idiotic windmills were frozen to death and we didn't have that power i would ensure that would never happen with more gas powered uh, uh, gas powered power plants and nuclear power plants in this state the rallying cry would be never freeze again and never die of heat again you know, that's that's the ultimate and the most basic thing any government should do is to guarantee and ensure that energy is cheap and abundant to its citizens, bar none. Because if that doesn't happen, if cheap if energy is not available to its citizens, to uh, to an area's citizens, then that area can have no civilization, can have no benefits of the technology that we've created, can have no comfort, uh, will have very little food. It will, that society will collapse. Energy is the basis of everything. There, don't, there, will be no, not, there will not be abundant grocery shelves without cheap, reliable energy. It just, it just doesn't happen with the supply chains and all that. It just, just it, it will not work. So the ultimate, the base requirement of any government is to ensure reliable and cheap energy for its citizens. How do you do that? It's not by subsidizing power bills. What it is, is by getting out of the damn way of people who are willing to supply that energy and letting them do it. Yes, you got to make sure it's done safely, but you got to let them do it. We have to have nuclear energy. We have to have more gas-powered power plants here. And the beautiful thing about it is, what is Texas abundant of with? Natural gas, yes, and uranium. Imagine that. It's all here. 
So there's absolutely no reason why in the wintertime one Texan, one, should have to freeze in their house because there's no electricity. That's an absolute travesty at, at all times. And there's absolutely no reason why any Texan should ever have to die of a heat stroke because they don't because there's no electricity to power that air conditioner in their damn house. If that were to ever happen and happen because regulations prevented power plants from providing the, that electricity or prevented power plants from being built to provide that electricity, then every single one of those politicians that were in power right then and there that were not fighting for additional power to be available and the grid to be sh shored up to where it wouldn't collapse, anyone fighting against that should be immediately, at the very least, removed from office and truly probably put, placed in jail for gross negligence and manslaughter if people died. That's how serious it is. So how does that tie back into the secession? Well, I think I talked about it a little bit. Step one is, if you can't get rid of the federal government from telling you what to do about all this stuff, there's no way anything you're going to do in your state is going to get done. It's just not going to happen. You know, until the state decides they have to nullify what the federal government is forcing them or preventing them from doing or forcing them to do in like proactive environmental regulations that further act to destroy human civilization – Unless a state gets out from under that situation, whether it's from secession, like I advocate, or simply nullification, that would still be a great step forward, basically saying, you know what, we're not going to listen to your dictates on this in this area because the safety and security of our people is more important than your BS rules and regulations and laws coming out of Mordor, D.C. That's just the way it is. In Texas, we take care of our own, and we do what's needed to take care of our own. That's the Texas spirit. That's the way it should be. That's the way it always will be. So, Uncle Sam, you know, frack off because you're trying to kill us. I mean, it sounds extreme, but that's exactly what's going on. This is, I could argue this is still kind of the early days of it, but if you extrapolate out where we're going and we're not building any new uh, petroleum, fossil fuel, gas, uh, uh, nuclear-based power plants, and we continue to waste money building windmills that never pay for themselves and are hugely environmentally destructive just to build in and of themselves, and solar, which is highly inefficient and takes up a gigantic amount of area to produce not that much electricity, if we're going to go that direction, then we will destroy ourselves. There's no way around it. You know, whether that's like the plan or not by, by certain people, I don't know. But to get back to the original, uh, original uh, 
movie scene that I started this uh, podcast off with. It's in our nature to destroy ourselves. That's unfortunate. But at least some of us are waking up to that fact and realizing that. And, you know, it only takes a little bit of people, a little number of people to help save all the rest. And that's what I talk about here on, on the Leave the Swamp podcast. I, I'm asking you to be one of the 300. You know, join, join the cause for a peaceful, friendly separation and be one of the 300. You know, be one of those 300,001% people here in the state that can make the difference to save all the rest of them. Okay, that's what it's going to take. We can't convince them all. We can't get them all on our side. We can't even convince someone to wake up and stop playing video games and pay attention. But you know what? What you can do is work on just a little bit. The movement. The 300. 300,000 people. That's all we need to be diehard in this this uh, goal. And we can make it happen. We can throw off the oppressive chains of our abusive spouse out of Mordor, D.C., and go on our own and thrive on our own and debate these things on our own in Austin with ourselves. Uh, we can do it. I believe it's possible. So keep keep throwing out these ideas to folks, you know, and then and, and get to the, it may be weird at first, people think you're nuts, but eventually when you say that and you, people give you weird looks and everything and people tell you, oh, it's illegal, you can't secede or anything, you know, all that bullshit that's when you start cherishing the discussion, you know, when people, when it, when it seems like it blows their hair back, even the idea about it, you know, at least at that point, that, that means the seed was planted. Okay. So keep planting that seed, keep plowing that field and uh, we'll, we'll get there eventually. Okay. So remember, keep, keep your eye on the prize, keep focused on where they're trying to take us. With all this, uh, with all this climate change talk, the myth of all this stuff, you know, don't let them tell you you're the one screwing up the world because you're not. By you know using all the energy you do, uh, support your local, you know, your state uh, extractive industries. If it weren't for them, we wouldn't have all the things we have right now. I would, you wouldn't be listening to the able to listen to this right now without extractive industries, with all the metal and whatever the thing is that's playing all this, playing this podcast for you. They're the, the extractive industries are the most natural resource, and extractive industries are the most important industries to our society, our safety, our security, and our abundance and our comfort. Without them, we'd have none of it. So with that, I'm going to leave you. And I'll probably hit on this again, this topic again in the future. But uh, it's just so, 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 so important. And we have to get rid of the chains that are keeping us down. The all-seeing eye is keeping us, it's keeping us down from truly achieving what we could achieve. Imagine if Texas was, could do what it wanted with all its energy. Uh, and, and guarantee that it never had issues in the winter or the summer. Uh, it just would be, the, it is the greatest country in the world. But imagine how much taller and higher it would stand amongst, uh, above any of the others. And those of you that live here, you know, consider yourself lucky. Because this will happen. It will happen. 
and you want to be on the side of the, the winning team. Help us push that ball across the goal line. So anyway, everyone out there, take care, and I'll see you on the next one.